Hey, it's Susan Cooney, the Athlete Whisperer, and I am here today with another incredible guest. I mean, I feel so blessed and fortunate to come across all of these fabulous young people. So today we want to welcome Flo Hunt. Flo is a, um, actually she's a rising senior at SUNY Cortland, a member of the basketball team, but that's not all that flow is. So you're going to find out a little bit more about her. We could label her however we want, but when she starts to talk about all of the incredible things that she has um, done or accomplished or is interested in doing, uh, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. So Flo, I hope you're not blushing already, but welcome. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So uh, going to be senior. Uh, SUNY Cortland, you know, certainly uh, an athletic powerhouse school, um, you know, so welcome to the Athlete Whisperer and let's, you know, I uh, would love for you to give your viewpoint on just being a college athlete, like what has that meant to you and um, I'm sure that it comes, you know, with some challenges. Yeah, definitely being a college athlete is it has like its ups and downs, um, especially at Cortland where 85% of our campus is filled with athletes. Like we have not just uh, varsity athletes, we have club athletics, we have intramurals. So everyone is like athletic and like doing their own things. And you'll always come across someone in your class that's in a sport also. So it's nice to be with those people and like, those people are like feeling just as tired as you are because they had like a 6am lift or like a late practice and stuff like that. So that's what I really like about Cortland is just that we're all athletic. So it doesn't feel like I'm the only one. Whereas in like high school, like um, my sports weren't as prevalent. Like there were a couple sports that were popular, but there weren't like a lot of people that um, participated in sports. So I love that about Cortland. A lot of people think that you have a particular season, right? So you play basketball from, let's say, November to March. And by the way, made it to the tournament this year. Congrats on that, <laughs> how to put that in there. Um, but there's no real, the season doesn't really end, does it? There's no beginning and no end. No, not at all. Yeah. So we start in October and um, like mid-October. And then, like you said, like if we make it far, you could be playing until like April. Every basketball player's dream is to be playing in March because it's March Madness. Um, but yeah, like it's, it is a lot. And especially like right now, I'm still playing basketball. I'm still working out doing what I have to do because October will come rolling around before you know it. And that's just like with any sport, honestly, like preseason and postseason are the most important because it gets you ready or it slows you down a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. It's important to, you know, it's important to stay with it. You can't just pick it up and, and then drop it, you know, so it really is a, a year round commitment, you know, exactly. Um, talk to me a little bit about Mo and how that started and when that started. So I was in a class last year or my freshman year and um it's called woman gender and sexuality and um it was like a very open class we had like 150 students so like everyone was talking to each other and um this girl in my class she said that she's like starting a club up at school and she wanted me to like be on the e-board because I spoke a lot in class and I spoke a lot about like mental health and stuff 
and she was like I need you to be on my e-board so um the club is called Mo which um stands for mind over everything and um yeah so she was the president and uh she wanted me to be the treasurer like basically the treasurer just makes sure that everything is in line money wise like um I make sure that we have enough money to do like certain events uh we hosted the inner athlete games so we bought like all the giveaways for it and everything like that like i had to like pick out which giveaways we were gonna do the pizza all that stuff so it's a lot of responsibility but i love it and it's so rewarding and especially because the club is just so meaningful within itself we get like a good amount of people come to our meetings and like we just have great conversations about mm-hmm. mental health and do great activities Yeah. So mental health is kind of your thing, right? Uh, Mental health awareness. uh, And we'll talk a little bit about the inner athlete games, uh, you know, in a minute, but uh, you know, what is the passion about mental wellness? Like, you know, what is it about you that feels so strongly? I mean, we all have feelings about things, but not everybody gets to put those things into action. So your feelings matter see that um written on your shirt by the way uh but tell me what what's started that what made you um so my mom is a therapist and a social worker so from a very young age I she educated me a lot about mental health and how important it is um when she was taking I'm not going to say the right term for it. I forget what it's called, but it's like the certification to become a therapist, like the test or whatever. I would study with her. So I was like 13 years old, like learning about like uh, what post-traumatic stress disorder is, what's the difference between OCD and OCPD and all that stuff. Like, so like, it was so funny, like to, it was so, I was so grateful to learn about those things because I was old enough to like understand And then also like being able to like apply it to school and like making sure that I was aware of myself and aware of my mind. And um, yeah, like just like, you know, people take like OCD or like say like I have bipolar disorder, like so lightly, like we just throw it around like and to know like the real meanings behind it and like to understand like slightly what people who experience that go through was important for me. So yeah, that definitely sparked it. And my mom always talks about mental wellness. So it just kind of like grew from there. And yeah, now I'm here. And now you're here. And now you're here and you're, you feel passionate, like it's part of your calling, right, is to educate people in whatever way, shape or form. Um, Can we talk for a moment before we get to inner athlete games, because the inner athlete games really kind of came was was probably born from this. I know that in the media, especially this spring, there was a lot of reflection on athletes who took their own lives. Um, You know, there were several high profile college athletes who did not um, see another option. Um, You know, I know that, uh, you know, committing suicide, you know, is is something that's so permanent. Um, What what do you think is a contributing factor or just, you know, maybe you don't know, but what do you think that we can do to help? Athletes. Yeah. um, Definitely everyone goes through 
their own struggles and like this is not like a a pity competition or like I have more um problems than you competition although athletes do struggle a lot with mental health and the reason why um I would say that the struggle is like very prevalent is because athletes are so great at like being actors like that's our job our our job in sports is to act whether we're good or not at the sport that we're doing and perform the best that we can so play play the part yes exactly and so like yeah so if we're playing the part in this role of doing the sport it translates into every other part of our lives when we're playing a sport nobody's gonna respect an athlete that's like crying or like sad or like you know while they're playing the sport so it translates into real life like I you think as an athlete like dang like I can't show my emotion or even like your body just doesn't reflect that way anymore to show emotion or to ask for support or anything like that so yeah it's really difficult as athletes because we just hide behind this like perfect facade like that we have to be perfect that we have to get great grades and that we have to be this like perfect student athlete that does amazing at their sports when really we're just normal people who happen to be good at this sport and like we shouldn't treat it as if like we don't struggle with mental health issues because we definitely do yeah agreed I mean you know everyone everyone does have their struggles but I can see you know your your point where you know, not showing weakness would be not asking for help, you know, and, and that's so untrue, you know, that, but, you know, there, there's like a programming that says, if you're an athlete, you must be able to rise yeah. above that and turn that off. And really the best athletes are the ones that tap into that emotional part of themselves and totally understand who they are um, as a human being first you know, and then the athletic performance follows. So, so, you know, I definitely agree that there needs to be a shift on that. And many people sit around flow and, you know, they wonder what they can do about it. You know, like uh, there's lots of people who are like, oh, you know, oh, gee, that's, you know, that's a problem, but I'm only one person. There's nothing, you know, I can do. So this is why I wanted y'all to meet flow because flow, what did you do about it? So, um, like you said, there were a lot of athletes um, that were dying by suicide recently. I wanted to switch things up and talk about mental health, but not in the conventional way. Um, I was seeing a, a big pattern in like athletes watching um, people talk about mental health or like the mental health speakers that we would have, and they would be amazing. But um, with our times now, all of our um, attention spans are not what they used to be. We're like on our phones, we've been online learning, like whatever it is, our attention spans are just not there. And that's completely okay. So that's a whole you, other episode. That's exactly. a whole other episode. Save <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. So um, instead of like, you know, beating the bush, like why not just adjust? So I figure, okay athletes are super competitive we love a good competition but still wanting to be able to talk about mental health I was trying to figure out okay like what can I do what can I do scavenger hunt like all these other things were popping in my head and I'm like all right 
let's do a certain amount of games. And then during the games, we ask questions about mental health, but still make it a competition where in order to complete it, they have to answer the question about mental health. And then um, do a couple more activities where we briefly talk about mental health. And then that would be good because it, it um, collabs with comp competition and talking about mental health. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, not to give away too much of your trade secrets because the inner athlete is a fabulous thing. And if anyone's interested, they can get in touch with me or get in touch with flow and I'll put them in touch with flow. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you got, you had them getting uncomfortable in the competitions as well. And you also had them, you know, playing different roles. And, and I just think that that was um, incredible because the education was through the movement and also delivering knowledge. So um, yeah, you know, just talk about making a difference. And, and I think every single person that was there that night and you had, you know, well over a hundred athletes. I don't know what your, your total was, but I think, you know, every person that was there left with something. Yeah. I think that's super important also because like, like I said, a lot of the times when we have the mental health speakers, it's like they're talking at us and we don't get to share our stories and not saying that um, during the inner athlete games, like people like said like their own stories, but it was better to relate and just like learn a little bit about your story or speak a little bit about your story. And um, the goal was just to plant the soil, not to give the seed. You can plant your own seed. I'm just here to put the soil down and give you the opportunity and the awareness and not overwhelm you with a whole bunch of information about mental health, but to just give you the soil so you can plant your own seed at your own time and grow at your own pace. Yeah. And to open the dialogue and allow them to know that, you know, that there are resources, including you, their colleague, you know, would be, uh, you know, their colleague, their classmate would, would be a resource. And, you know, sometimes, you know, students are much more comfortable, you know, reaching out to peers, but a lot of times peers don't really know how to handle the, you know, the gravity of the situation. So, you know, I think it's important that they know who cares, that everyone cares, you know, that there are so many people out there who are looking out for their welfare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else do you think it's, is important for, you know, either kids entering college, you know, as athletes or, you know, even just, you know, students who are currently competing, what kind of things do you think um, would be valuable? What, what nuggets or bits of information would you like to offer? Um, I just think it's important to know um, about mental health services. So like, I didn't know this, but um, at the back of your insurance cards, there's like a mental health services number that you can call that will specifically tell you the mental health services that take your insurance. Um, knowing where your um, counselors are on campus, whether you're in high school or um, college and just leaning on support and like just really knowing who you can talk to and like talking to different people and yeah, just being aware. Um, I would also say that like, um, because I'm trying to bring the inner, well, I did kind of bring the inner athlete games to my high school, my old high school this summer. And um, 
yeah, I'm looking to talk with um, each team individually, like throughout the weeks. And um, just to let them know that it's a big adjustment and being a college athlete is something you should be so proud of. And also something that you should know is not going to be the easiest thing. Like high school sports versus college sports is a completely different game. Like you could go from being the best person on your high school team without a doubt, like everyone loves you, big fish, to being the smallest fish in a very big pond in college. And that can take a big toll on your mental health because you're no longer this athlete who you thought you were. So that was a big part of the inner athlete games, just acknowledging that, yes, you're not the athlete that you once were, but you might be even better. Like if you even just tap into that and not just identifying with your sport, but who you are as a, in a, as a whole. So, so what would you say is the most important thing about mindfulness to you? How has mindfulness helped you in your transition? Right. So we talk about mindfulness as paying attention to your thoughts and noticing, you know, like just being super aware of, you know, what, um, what kind of thinking path you're going down, you know, because we could get caught up and, and, you know, end up quitting or, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody, you know, kind of ponders that thing. So what do you think is the most important practice of the mind that you use? Mm, um, I definitely uh, try to meditate. I haven't been but I will. Um, the practice. The yes. Practice. <laughs> I love yoga. And I also feel like this is not the conventional mindfulness that people would say, like, you know, like people say what I just said, meditation, yoga. And I would also say going out and doing different things is also a practice of mindfulness, especially as an athlete, because like I talked about before, how a lot of the times we're just doing our sport, doing our sport, doing our sport. So like going out and doing different things, like seeing what else you like, um, just so that you can get a better feel for who you are. And it's honestly even good for your future because a lot of us aren't going to be playing sports for the rest of our lives. So it's important to just dip your foot in and see so willing to try new things, going outside your comfort zone is a, you know, is a real good practice of mindfulness. And you're right. People, people pigeonhole it to yoga, breathing, um, you know, meditation, but really mindfulness is awareness, paying attention to what you're paying attention to. And your version of mindfulness right there that you shared with us, which is awesome, is openness, right? You know, it's being open to new experiences and new ideas and, and, you know, just seeing what feels right or what feels good. And, you know, that girl is a perfect example. Yes. Love it. Love <laughs> it. So, um, so Flo, last thoughts, parting thoughts. Um, just to the athletes, just remember that you are so much more than your sport and this place on earth can only be filled by you. So no matter how hard it gets, like all you have to do is just ask for support.
and lean on the people that really count and you will make it out but don't do it by yourself it is not it will be so much longer of a journey doing it by yourself so much easier to find your way out when you speak the words and share it and you know really start to heal and just on a side note can we make mental health awareness month um not just may can we make every month mental health awareness month yes yes amen to that Perfect. Thank you so much, Flo. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to uh, hitting you up again and, and having some more fabulous conversations. Thanks. Yes. Thank you so much for having me.